Hello there, chummers, and welcome back to the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast, a Shadowrun 4th Edition actual play podcast. It's been a while, and I apologize for the delay in getting new episodes out. We've had another episode of Technomancer's Wrecking Havoc, a.k.a. yours truly once again managed to lose a session. Fortunately, not too impactful. Procop hired the team to rescue rigor mortis from the Warehouse Alliance. Grace did some astral recon, and the rest of the team scouted the Warehouse Alliance facility in Puyallup in the physical. Grace discovered some truly unsettling things in the warehouse, as well as quite a bit of security. And, of course, she charmed some Watcher Spirits. But the team has hatched a plan. In episode 27, we find the team on a roof in Puyallup, overlooking a Warehouse Alliance facility. Boxer does some sniping. Cecile levitates ice. Grace twirls a hapless guard. And Deandra drives. As always, featuring Beth as Grace, a.k.a. Nightingale, and Val as Ollie, a.k.a. Boxer. Veronica as Cecile, a.k.a. College Girl, and Kat as Deandra. It's really whiz that you are joining us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please tell your friends and leave us a positive review. We are available on most podcast services, YouTube, iTunes, etc. You can also find a link to our Discord server in the podcast description and on the YouTube channel. We would love to hear from you, and we share a lot of in-game pay data there as well, such as maps, intros, fluff, and character stories. On other topics... The secretive guild of Shadowrun podcast and content creators that I may or may not be part of invites you cordially to check out the great pay data that is being created for you on The Matrix. Today I'm going to reminisce about some of the first Shadowrun content that helped rekindle my love of the game. The Arcology podcast, the Nyark Anarchist podcast, and Radio Free Detroit. The Arcology Podcast is, in my opinion, a kind of Goliath of the Shadowrun podcasting scene created by Mr. Johnson himself, with literally hundreds of episodes recorded. It encompasses an actual play campaign and also reviewed published content, did explainers on rules, and invited notable Shadowrun personalities on for Q&A sessions. The Neo-Anarchist Podcast by Opti is both a lore dump with each episode covering a year in the Shadowrun timeline and a commentary on the history and Opti's own experiences, and a bit of a radio show as well. For anyone looking for a good dive into the lore of the game, there's no better place to start. Radio Free Detroit is more of a radio call-in show and audio storytelling taking place in Detroit. It covers lore, questions of mechanics, and mixes in a very entertaining dose of audio drama featuring several Shadowrun podcast notables, including Opti. All three of these shows are highly recommended by myself. Thank you again, chummers. Don't forget, watch your back, conserve your ammo, don't let your magic support get geeked, and never ever make a deal with a dragon. Thank you.
So, where we last left our intrepid adventurers, our heroes, they were standing on a rooftop in Puyallup, which they had accessed surreptitiously, or so they thought, until they saw a drone circling overhead, which may or may not be hostile. In fact, they were unable to determine its reason for being there. However, from their vantage point, they are overseeing a private prison slash warehouse and trucking transshipment facility from which they intend to rescue an inmate who is a friend of one of their companions at this time. And the plan was that somebody would use magic to levitate ice into the recreational yard to grab the target of the rescue attempt and levitate him back out over the wall. And Dindir would act as a getaway driver and whisk them to safety while um, Boxer would stand overwatch with a sniper rifle in case the guard in the guard tower across from you decided to start shooting. And Grace was going to provide magical overwatch and support. Mm -hmm. Moral support. I mean, magic support. Oh, yes. And we shouldn't forget that the pony has a lot of stun damage and is feeling kind of bad. Right. And Cecile, a.k.a. College Girl, was going to do her best not to get her shoes dirty. Uh, that's always the plan, Paul? We also okay. can't crank them. They're authentic leather. No, no, they're, they're just real cotton, okay? She's not rich enough to afford real leather. Going to do her best to keep her hair from getting must. She would actually probably be okay with her hair. She could just magic that back. Can she also magic back clothes? <sighs> she was doing her best to appear stylish on the rooftop in Puyallup, which was extremely difficult to do in terms of... This is a volcanic ash hellhole. Oh, yeah, no, she, she, she's going to have a rough time cleaning clothes. All right, and now a recap of the plan. We hope to get our target. What's his face? Um, Rigor Mortis. Ash Jack. What's Rigor Mortis, a.k.a. Matthew Vashon. What's his face? We need to get into the recess area and then... We lift ice over, slap the head jammer on, and lift them both back up and over the wall. That's right. You guys were feeling very paranoid about cranial cortex bombs. I mean, wouldn't you? Only uh, takes one. Am I? Am I the person holding the jammer at this moment, or do we have enough? Presumably, you would have already given it to ice. Although I don't know where ice keeps all this shit. I guess men have pockets. He doesn't have anything. Oh, I'll give him it, unless I'm giving it to Dander. All right, so Ice is currently holding a head jammer in one hand and a shotgun in the other hand. I'm now imagining that, like, the sixth world has done away with pockets for all people. That's a premium feature. <laughs> it's a subscription feature. 
<laughs> Honestly, in Shadowrun, the corporations probably could turn off your pockets. Smart clothes smart cl- smart digitally lock your pockets. It'll sew itself back up with your hand still in it. This is technically something they could do. Your credit card number has expired. Your pockets have been deactivated. <laughs> you have to fucking cut your jacket out just to get at your stuff. Oh, no, no, no. It fuses at, like, multiple points within the pocket. And if you disabled your knife. If, if you cut your clothes up, you'll lose your deposit. <laughs> your <laughs> deposit! Right, your nano, right, your right. nanowire knife has been disabled because its subscription failed as well, so it no longer has an edge. All right. Boxer? Uh, so you're currently all on the roof. No, 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 no. Just as... We left off last time. I think Deandra and Ice went to go set up in the car. Okay, so they've climbed down in the back into the alleyway. Which vehicle are they going to use? Are they using the... The bike. So they've got the bike with the sidecar. So... Mm-hmm. Why not the van? Because uh, well, Deandra will drive the it. van. She raises van and she's going to need it to get Boxer and Cecile out of there. That's true. So... Um, is the sidecar going to fit two grown men? I mean, we've established before that the, the bike itself fits two people on it. The sidecar okay. is just for people that don't feel safe, like, riding on the back of D&Dare's bike. Which hopefully would be most people. Which would not include ice. Alright, so you guys, the two of you are standing in the alleyway. Now, all important question, how... What is the plan for either getting rigor mortis into the yard, or are you going to simply wait? That's what I was just about to ask, Boxer. Our plan mm-hmm. was to wait. How much time do you suppose we have? Well, let's say that it's around noonish at this point. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I'm not waiting for something to happen. I'm deciding whether or not I want to take the long way in or the short way in. So it's around noonish. So. If you, you remember right, you know that Grace's astral surveillance had indicated that rigor mortis is probably currently jacked in and on a work shift. So two things could happen. Um, first of all, Deander, roll your security night errant knowledge, please. Sure. Uh, so you got two and so you're thinking to yourself as you're down there okay so it's around noon this guy's probably done his first half of his shift in the machine jacked into the machine probably you know the persons that you're familiar with around noon they're going to go to lunch potentially get some yard time if not then the next time he would potentially be de-rigged and have access to the yard would probably be around 4.30. Okay. I assume I assume Deandra tells us this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of sit there for a few minutes and be like, I don't think they know. And then I I, I guess whatever virtual communication device we're using at this point, I'm not gonna yell up to them on the uh that would be stupid. That 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 he's probably going to be in the yard at 4 p.m. or at 1600. Right. You could always climb back up and tell them in person. Nah. 
<laughs> and Boxer also over the virtual communication is um, offering image link to her weapon cam, which is magnified and enhanced. So Diamdir pulled out her basic ass comm link and dialed up the rest of the team and relayed this. Ice, who is standing next to her, who does not own Comlink, listened intently and nodded. Uh, pres- pre- presumably, Deandre just texted us. Yes. <laughs> Deandre doesn't call all the time, but sometimes she does. She she has a little bit of that old person calling. She's she's the person who like those memes about like your friend suddenly and aggressively calling you. Like she's that person. She's the cause of that. Okay, so we have until about four boxer. Or potentially at noon if the guy gets a lunch break. I am going to be uh, lying down on this lovely rooftop here. Make sure it is no ash and soot covered. Oh, great. Your um, clothes, your hound's tooth louse is going to be or jack she does not have that yet she is still in her uh basic bitch clothing the same clothes you've worn for the last like two weeks she let's just hand wave and say she has magic cleaning this this roof is absolutely well you guys got your laundry done when you were hanging out in um terraslar oh sure i I, i'm just sure she's figured out some way to do a little bit of magic like but this roof is absolutely filthy there's a thick layer of volcanic ash and soot he's still gonna have to wash it yep you're you're getting covered in it you know no matter what you do but if you lie down you are gonna be yes dirty Mm. 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 i love that summary boxers brown dirty when i have to Decide if I if I like clean off an area with my hand. Is the wind just work. the wind's just gonna pull it back? And it's sort of settling out of the atmosphere anyway. You guys are as you are standing there getting getting dirty by pure nature of being in this hellhole called Puyo Loop. All right. Uh, first of all, Boxer's setting something up. Uh, she's setting up chameleon netting on the rooftop for both of them. And she's going to ask Cecile to lie down. I'm... Why didn't Grace be with them? Yes, Grace is with us. And Grace. She has two. And from what I understand, they're large enough to fit three people with just one, so... Okay. And Paul, I am going to be um, doing... I'm going to be probing the prison network. In Cold Sim VR. Well, the... Uh, the to ground operatives approach. She's gonna, Boxer's gonna launch her drone, uh, the Lockheed drone, and just set on a basic patrol uh, around the building with telling it to report any approach, basically, to the building. Maybe feeding it some basic, like, look for this. Does that even work if you're not a rigger? Uh, I mean, basic commands, it's not like, Try just give it a command via your comm link. Yep. All right. in our head. So as you fire up your drone, uh, you get a warning on your comm link saying that this is a restricted area. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say you can't run it, but it does say it's a restricted area. And is there a way to have it be directly connected? Like put it in the P- pan network? Put it in hidden mode. Yeah. 
Wait. Yeah. Some part of me is like, no, that's illegal. And then I remember that's kind of the point. Yeah, she puts it in hidden mode. So, Cecile, you do notice that there is some interference, some static here. Um, could be that there's some jamming going on. Okay, okay. Um, is that going to significantly affect my probing attempts? Or just something to note? It's just something to note. Okay. So you're looking for the, what was it you were looking for again? I'm probing the system, uh, long-term hacking and cold set. All right, so you're cold simmed into the matrix and you're trying to get into the server for this facility. Yes. I'm probing the target. It's an extended test with the threshold. Extended test against the system, system plus firewall as the threshold. Interval test is one hour if done via VR. Okay, so... You're seeing, what are you seeing then? You're seeing the the public access node of this facility. Indeed. However, it the interval is an hour, so are we committing to spending an hour doing whatever it is we're doing? Yes. Um, Grace has no objections. She's probably like resting her poor little head. Actually, can't you reduce your stun if you, like, rest for a couple hours? You can reduce your stun if you sleep, if you rest. How long do I have to rest for that? Well, I, I would say that you're not going to be up there long enough and not resting enough to, to reduce your, uh, your stun damage. It's not restful enough. With ash falling in your eyes constantly. All right, so you are going to roll again system system plus firewall. It's an extended test, and that's the threshold. Okay, so your threshold is seven hits. Don't tell me that. Oh, come on. Plus, plus six because I'm going for an admin account, so it's 13. Okay, actually, hold on. Actually, I'm only going to go for a security account. I don't think I'll be able to get an admin account in time. One! Off to a terrible start. Oh! And it's a glitch! He... Not again. It's just a regular glitch, not a critical glitch. So what's ever... So for one each roll, how much time is that? Uh, it's an hour. Thanks. Alright, so an hour has passed. What are Deander and Ice doing down in the alleyway, and what are the rest of you guys doing up on the rooftop? Um, uh, I'm pretty sure we were going to, like, communicate when the guy entered, uh, when he got, went into the yard, so me and Ice weren't just sitting outside on for, like, hours. So I imagine Deander's up a... Presumably in the back of the van. I mean, she, no, she's, prob she's probably sitting on her bike. Helmet on, reading a book. Like a physical book? What are you doing? She's, she's weird, she's crazy, she's wacky. Yep. What are Grace and Box are doing in, in this hour? 
Grace is probably using baby wipes very obsessively to try and clean herself. Like, her eyes and her nose. She's probably given up on actually cleaning out her fur. She just wants her face to be clean. And she's probably still been working at it for, like, the entire time they've been waiting. Just because there's yep. so much of the shit in her fur. It's a never-ending job, just keeping your eyes and ears clean. Funky, ashy ears. God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it gets caught oh, in the fur and sort of clogs up. And... Officer, where's a hood and lubricant for this purpose? So she does, and Boxer is just sort of observing. Yeah, she's used to this. She keeps nice and still, observant. Though she's beginning to think of maybe plumbing up solitaire on her comlink. Just solitaire? Can't be too exciting. All right, give us another roll then. Okay. Hopefully this one is better. Two. All right, so another hour passes. The ash is starting to build up on... Uh, the seal as she's sitting there. Ice looks like he's taking a nap in the sidecar. Um, Grace, you observe that the uh, the drone is no longer visible to you. Mm. Big drone overhead? Mm-hmm. I'd probably point as much out to the group whenever I realize that it's just gone off. <laughs> it left. It ascended. The reason Grace noticed is because Cecile's busy in Cold Sim VR, Boxer's busy observing the, uh, the prison, and the two down in the alleyway aren't looking. All right, give us another roll then. If nobody else is going to do anything else. Three hours, nothing has happened. Great. Has it been three? It's been two hours. Well, this is going to be the third roll. Oh, wow, three! So I'm up to six. Yep. Is anybody taking any actions other than waiting? All right. Go for your fourth roll. Don't think I'm going to get it unless I edge this roll. And even if I do, that's unlikely. Another three. That, so that makes nine total. All right. You have your security account after four hours. Wouldn't it be uh, ten? Ten threshold? Why would it be ten? Is a plus three from security, right? Oh, sorry. Yes. So All right. I'm so you're up to shot. nine after four hours. Is anybody taking any other actions after four hours? Um, Dunder has finished reading the chapter in her book and has pulled out a very old paper. Started to crossword. Oof. Hold up. I have. Yep. Boxer has put on uh, a sim recording in the corner of her vision. All right. So, Dean Deer, you know that you remember at this time that it, you know it's four in the afternoon. The chances are within the next hour or so, this guy's going to probably be getting off of his work shift in the facility and have recreational time available to him. Whether he takes it or not is another question. Well, he better take it. Um... Dindera is going to hit Ice with her newspaper and put it in the sidecar and text the group, Eyes up. Um, it's almost time. Like, 1600 exactly. I need a little more time to get into their system, Cecile types back. Well, we're working on something of a fine line here, so... Alright, Cecile's going to keep working on this until, um, until something happens, so I'm not going to roll yet. But 
like at the end yep. of an hour. Give us a head of a give us a rule then. Okay. Nothing happens then. Yeah. Two. That makes eleven total. Eleven total, and yep, you get a little thrill as the uh, as you see your security account come together and your credentials are uh, available to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, that's the group. Okay, I'm in. Has it come out for recess? Has anyone come out for recess? Yes, there are several inmates in uh, jumpsuits, sort of a dark green jumpsuit. A lot of them are wearing dark green jumpsuits. Some of them are wearing uh, uh, blue-gray jumpsuits. A couple of them are, you know, shooting hoops. A couple of other ones are sitting under the umbrellas, playing cards. Okay. It is filthy weather, so, you know, it's not exactly appealing to be outdoors right now. Okay. You're in Puyo Loop. It is January, and it is Seattle. So we don't see uh, Mr. Matthew. Or Mr. Uh, you'd have to, somebody, probably Boxer, who's observing more closely, should probably make a visual perception check. I mean, why don't I just jaunt down there astrally and look around the people? Because I've seen his aura. You should do that. Yeah, I'm just going to casually leave my body. Maybe even say something along those lines. Like, just grace. <laughs> I'm going to leave my body. And then she passes out, and she jaunts on down. Magic. Jaunts on down. Yeah. Using the gun cam as a visual aid. Yeah, so Boxer, as you're sort of observing the yard, you see a couple of people playing cards, none of whom really match the description of the person that you're looking for. You do see the guard in the guard tower across from you. Um, seems to have his feet up on the console and is having a smoke. Um, his rifle is leaned against the wall. He's not even really paying attention at the moment. Um, Grace, you zip into the astral and you know are immediately confronted with the dreariness of Puyo Loop that you've already seen and sort of the the miasma of despair bear and, and hopelessness that emanates from this place. As you get closer to the yard, basically instantaneously, um, and observe the auras of the people walking around and, you know, a couple of guys trying to play basketball or stay out of the rain under the umbrellas and one or two guys walking, uh, there is not an aura there that you recognize. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I don't recognize Rigor Mortis amongst them. Uh, there wasn't any, like, warding on the building, right? That was correct? There was no warding on the building. Um, there was a cafeteria, right? There was a cafeteria on the ground floor. Um... Okay, well, I wanna... I wanna... I wanna... search through these areas to see if I can find um, rigor mortis. Okay. If present. You pop through the wall into the dining room that you had seen before, and there are several metahumans uh, lounging around. Some of them are eating. There are a couple more behind the serving counter in the kitchen. Um, you can tell from the auras that they are inmates slash prisoners. They, they just have that, that aura to them. Um, 
a variety of metahuman types. However, again, you do not see rigor mortis. What about the gym, then? Uh, you slide through the kitchen and into the gym. There's uh, a fair number of people currently in the gym, and none of them are rigor mortis. You do see a guard um, standing in the doorway right here, um, mm. observing the prisoners, and he does appear to be magically active, though not observing in the astral at this time. Okay, I want to go straight to the work bay and see if Rigor Mortis actually was moved from his uh, his pod. Okay, do you go straight through the ceiling, or how do you get there? Um, I think knowing the layout of the building, she would probably go through the floor, but maybe trying to get herself in a corner so that astral line of sight would be broken from that guard station right at the door, just in case um, okay. the officer blinked into the astral for a second. So you go back into the kitchen and then pop through the floor right about here where you know that you'd be protected from the guard station over here. So oh, I meant like this corner. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so you that would actually take you... Let's go back one. So you were here, or you were you had come through here to look into the to the gym, right? And there's a guard station over here and a guard. You do remember that there was a guard station here, but because the glass was opaque to you in the astral, you couldn't see anybody inside of it. So you basically floated around here and then down through this corridor and up into into sort of you said this space you want to pop into? I was saying this corner. Yep, so you right. pop up into there. And uh, sure enough, you do see that there are the two guards that were there before are still there. One of them is a mage. He is not observing in the astral. And you see that the, the machines are empty at this time. The doors are open. Mm. You could tell before yeah, that they were occupied. So at this time, they're, they're empty. The one that you had seen, Rigor Morrison, is empty. Are there any uh, like astral traces from him being in the pod when he was removed, or is um, it just kind of like? It's a big jumble of astral traces. Obviously, these machines are used by different people at different times. So um, there's also sort of just the atmosphere and the astral in this building is is unpleasant. Wow. So I guess the next choice is to, well, I should probably go and pull back and just inform the team of what I've realized that he, he is somewhere other than the yard doing something other than eating or exercising. Okay. Um, I'm minorly worried. Veronica, you have your security account um, as Grace comes back and tells the team what she's observed. What are you doing with your security account? I'm going to log on and tell the uh, team that I have access to their systems. So I'm going to go ahead and log on with my uh, security account. All right, you're logged on. Mm -hmm. um, the architecture is quite a bit less stylized than the headquarters architecture that you had previously attempted to log or get access to. Right. Um, this is more sort of your basic corporate architecture that somebody put together without, you know, being paid to really make it look fancy. Um, you see that there are, you know, obviously several branching nodes. There's, they're labeled and they're clearly labeled for 
you know, the workers to see, okay, this is the area, this is your commercial area where the Warehouse Alliance employees are working on contracts, setting up schedules and stuff. And then you've got the node for security systems and the node for the, uh, the, uh, the prison itself. Okay. Um, I'm going to check the prison itself. Okay. So the, the prison node itself, um, you can see that it's going to give you access to your basic data about the prison, the inmates, the guards. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll check data about the inmates, specifically Matthew Valchon. All right. Um, he is listed in the inmates list and uh, he is uh, considered, you know, you're lo looking at his file. He's a, basically a senior inmate with some privileges, um, uh, you know, he's got a, a fairly decent job and standing in the prison. And he is currently, according to the roster schedule, off work. Okay, does it give a location? Uh, not in his file, but you think you could probably get into maybe the security systems and take a look at the cameras in the facility? Do they not have trackers on them? Like, if I, if I go to the security node, like, is it going to have a... Like, why don't I just go to the security node and see uh, if they have trackers on the patient, on the inmates? Uh, they, they do. They have cameras and they have trackers. And you feel a slight chill as you realize that the trackers are connected to cortex bombs. Right. Okay. Um, and you see, you see on the layout that inmate number four twelve is currently in the um, in the prison block in the uh, the dormitory part of the prison. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Can I disable the cortex bomb and tracking? Yes, you okay. can do that. I'm not going to. Um, if I go to the prison node, can I assign a schedule to specifically have him go to the recess? Like, is there a forced exercise, like, schedule? There's no forced exercise schedule, no. The only things that are really sort of mandated are the, the work schedules and the meal schedules. Mm. So there's there's designated access to... To the meals, the prisoners apparently have uh, can access the the recreation areas at will when they're not working. Okay, I message I message the team. Um, Grace, I need you to find Matthew in the dormitories, materialize, and send a message to him that he needs to get into the recess area. Yes, that's over the group text. Okay, so so Dinder, you're getting that text too. I also send over the, the text that he does have a tracker and a cortex bomb and they are active. Um it, uh, Grace Grace just says that um what do you call it? Manifest not manifest. Materialization is a purely psychic effect. The cameras don't matter, so long as there's no one else in the room. And Wait. Cecile, you know from having observed the trackers, there there are other people in the cell block. Okay. okay. So there would be other people that can see, but these would be like inmates? Correct. 
Okay, then it's fine. Whatever. Unless, I don't know, Paul, are you going to have the inmates rat on another inmate? We'll see. We'll see. All right. So Grace is going back into Astral? Yeah. All right. You return to the Astral and blink into the, uh, the cell block right about, well, anywhere in here that you would like. And you see that the, uh, the, the, the target of your efforts here is sitting at a table here, um, apparently rather listlessly playing cards with a fellow inmate sitting across from him. Oh, is, is that within sightline of a guard? Yes. So this is a guard area. Grace can't tell whether there are guards in there because of the glass fronting. Uh, well, it wouldn't go through the glass anyway, I'm pretty sure. The manifestation, but then there's also... So, so he... Rigor Mortis is here? Yes, this is, this is Rigor Mortis. Is there another, another inmate, like, over, over here? Yeah, there's another inmate sitting across from him. Um, mm. And they're they're sort of just nonchalantly or listlessly playing cards. Mm. I'm I'm thinking about how exactly materialization works. Would I be able to just conjure up the like a like a board or something? To, to tell him when I need to tell him and then poof away no, without I, I seeing it? Or is it just like my body? I think it is just your body, but like slightly ethereal. Hmm. Under the table. Okay, but if I appear underneath the table, there's going to be that other guy who's going to be like, what the fuck? And? There's also the possibility that when you tell, uh, when you tell him something, that the guard will hear you speaking uh is that how that works so it's actual audible i no it's it's a psychic effect only i guess can I'm you not asking. just reach into his brain and, and tell him to go to the yard no i can't it's Damn. i he would have to be dual natured for me to cast my net on him through the astral which he's not magically active so he can't astrally perceive fact, um, he has lost quite a bit of essence to various implants what about this stairwell here? Like, is is uh, is its upper edge visible from like where he's sitting? If he were to look over his shoulder, yes. So that's a basically a catwalk on the second floor for a second level of uh, cells. That goes upstairs. Yes. Hmm. Personally, I think that we might just have to accept that we might be telling rigor mortis and another inmate at that point you see rigor mortis make a motion and stand up and stretch and start to walk out the door oh wait where is he going hang on i'm gonna drop this onto another the lower level of the map is he going downstairs he's he was downstairs but he's looks like he's headed towards the door that goes to the cafeteria so he's going upstairs, right? Nope. He went out the door here. Okay. Um, this area here is—is is there? Is it unoccupied? Safe for him whenever he steps in? 
Yes. Um, Grace is Good. going to use that as her opportunity, and she's just going to appear and immediately say, uh, like, so suddenly there is this small creature in front of him, and it's looking up at him quite, like, serious in its face, and it says, Rigor Mortis, uh, hi. I don't have very long to tell you anything. You need to go to the yard, like, right now. And then, before he can, like, probably say much other than, like, shout, or be like, what the fuck, she's gone. All right, so she, you pop up, you say that, he, he looks surprised and stops for a second, and then turns to look towards the window and smiles and just sort of walks over and knocks on the window and points at the big door. And the door's open and he walks out. You're still in Astral here, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm so you're, you're still following him in Astral, right? Yeah, watching him, how he moves. All right, so he sort of nonchalantly saunters out through and out into the yard. <laughs> okay, I, I can see his position still, right? Yes, you have not turned off the trackers yet. I message Deandra and Ice that they need to go to the wall now. Uh, I see the I see the message and like like start my bike and immediately rev and just full throttle accelerate. All right, Ice is uh, sitting in the sidecar. He's holding a shotgun. Boxer, as you're observing the yard, you see a man matching the description of rigor mortis exit and nonchalantly walk out into the middle of the yard, look around surreptitiously and just sort of start walking around. Group, the advice target has exited the building. Confirm? I can confirm. Grace uh, comes back to her body and like gasps and she says, I did it, I did it. <laughs> How big is the yard again? It's pretty big. Okay, great. So are you still in Cold Sim VR? Mm, for the moment, uh, yes, I am. However, I'm going to exit Cold Sim VR and just go AR and stay connected with my security account through AR. Who's going to be doing the lifting? Uh, I can be an AR and do stuff in the physical world. And in the magical world. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I can cast spells, yeah while having an AR interface. All right, so, um, Deandere, you're taking off on your motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And you said you're going to full throttle and you're going to basically get out of this alley, turn around and get out onto the main street and close to the wall? Yeah, I'm going to, like, cut across lanes and just completely fuck other people over to get there. All right, make a pilot ground vehicle test. Ooh, fun. Um, I should probably edge this, because why not? Oh. Hmm? Uh, would kind of suck if there were a car accident and lost. Uh, yeah, Deandra and Ice die in a car accident. Um. <laughs> so, before before we edge, we do have to roll uh, a d6 to, to check bad luck. Oh god. Why did we oh. let the first move supernaturally bad luck drive? I, I didn't. I didn't roll a one, so no bad luck happened. Uh, let's see. Ground pilot craft edge. I rolled a five, so everything's okay. It says one, but it's one hit, not a one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like started shaking. I was so fucking like worked uh, up. Two. 
<laughs> All right, Dinder, you get the uh, motorcycle up to speed in the alleyway. You see ice hanging on with one hand while the sec, the other hand readying the shotgun. You careen around the corner, startle some small animal, probably a devil rat or similar that's been scurrying around and out into the traffic. You hear horns blaring, tires squealing. Um, you make a hard left-hand turn and bring the motorcycle up to the wall with the sidecar towards the wall, facing away, decelerate in time. Um, very well done. Those of you on the roof observing see all this happening. Ice is stand, just basically just stands up in the sidecar and sort of looks expectantly. <laughs> Okay, so they're they're at the wall now. Yep, they are. So they are right. They are basically right here. Okay. And where is Rigor Mortis in the? Um... He is walking, sort of in a clockwise fashion, and he's right there. And how close is Rigor Mortis to the edge of the wall? Um, he's about. Uh, he's about 10 meters from the wall. 10 meters? 10 meters. Or Clarify. 5 meters from the wall. 5 meters from the wall. 5? I'm fine with 10. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna metagame a little. How, how beat up is Grace? Huh? Oh, I... Okay, let's see. I have 6, 8 boxes of stun and three left on my track so i'm kind of fucked up okay um sorry fragged up okay i am going to okay 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 i am going to cast uh levitate on can i see okay can i see so i can see what's his face ice with the head jammer right ice has the head ice with the head jammer yes we stick the phoenix on the building at this point, since we're doing it. Not, uh, are, does Grace ask this? Yes. Should, should, should the phoenix do a big distraction? Question. No, not yet. Okay. Win. That's all she says. No period. I'm going to cast Levitate on, on ice. Okay, so that's, that's, wow. So... <laughs> Ice, ice is moving fast. Just gonna sling ice over the wall. Ice is moving. Ice is moving at twenty meters per oh second. Oh my god! Well, you you can move him at that speed. You don't have to. Move <laughs> I'm going to. This has been Ice's G-Force adventure. <laughs> Wait, does G-Force act on you with levitate? I don't see why I wouldn't. I imagine it does. You're just air, creating a force. Air resistance works on you, at least. So, so I'm just going to just launch ice <laughs> over the wall with the head jammer over to where, um, over to where Rigor Mortis is. All right. Fucking We're rolling initiative. Yep. Oh, no. 
There it is go. time to roll initiative, guys. Finally. And at the same Finally. time, at the same time, I'm going to think and disable both the tracking and the um and the cortex bomb in rigor mortis. All right. She used her brains. Oh boy, I get to roll initiative. Oh, oh, also the spirit. Matrix initiative. Her initiative. What's her initiative? What? What is my spirit's initiative? Just watch your spirits or leftovers or anything. Oh, I didn't kill them. I just like, I made them giggle their little brains out when they went away. They left me alone. Uh, so, I'm six in the turn order. I don't have a token, but. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to roll a couple of initiatives here too. Uh, where's your token? I don't have a token on the board. Why not? Because I'm I'm on the rooftops. No. Well, let's just put your token up. We are incredibly disproportionate to the board. Okay. Yeah, the scale on this map is a little bit messed up, but that's okay. All right. Just, just write not to scale, and it'll be fine. Exactly. So I have I have six. Nightingale, which one of those initiatives is your uh, seven? I rolled seven. Wait, I, wait, wait. How did how does this work? The initiative is it? Is it just what it rolls? Seven. Initiative. No modifier. God damn, Ace. But no modifier. I'm not. Yeah, I'm now audible. Okay, any modifier? No modifiers. Well, eh. even Boxer has bad days. Don't you? Do you have any? Do you have any boosts or anything that you can activate that you need to activate? I think that can be triggered. Like adrenaline boost or anything like that. No, nothing of the sort. Alright, so... You considered using your power-up potion. <laughs> <laughs> you can always use Edge, if I remember right, to advance, to go yeah. first. Uh, but I have to wait for um, What's-His-Face to to slap the head jammer on before I start wiggling them around, so... Yep, okay, so... You catapult ice up and over the wall, and uh, he is actually gonna. I'm gonna have him do something. Let's do a quick um, athletic groups test. And he got. Are you seeing the roll? So he got four hits on his athletics test. So he actually. It's almost like you guys have been working together like this for a while, but he reacts very instinctively to being catapulted up and over the wall, lands on his feet, right next to Rigor Mortis, who um, is basically just standing there gaping at him, and uh, slaps the, uh, in his action, for his, for one simple action, slaps the head jammer on Rigor Mortis, and for another simple action, basically, well, it's probably more of a complex action, basically um, slings the shotgun and grapples Rigor Mortis. Oh, okay. So uh, grappling is a combat act, uh, uh, a complex action, part of the yeah. attack. Basically, just grab Rigor Mortis in a bear hug. All right, Deandir, you're next. Wait, did he use a simple and a complex in the same action phase? 
He did. Isn't that illegal? Not if you're the GM. <laughs> um, I think I can hold my action until a trigger, right? Yes. Or can I just um, drop out of initiative and then choose where to act eventually? You can you can hold your action and trigger when you're ready. Okay, I'm gonna hold my action, and my action is going to be get the hell out of there. Uh, rigor mortis and ice touch down in the uh, the sidecar or wherever they're sitting, holding onto each other while I drive like a crazy woman. Okay. Boxer, what are you doing? Uh, she's keeping an eye on the guard, but she's not hyper fixating on him. She's also keeping nine uh, entries to the recess area. Basically, any. So you're basically you're basically holding your action too, right? Yeah. Because at the moment this is happening so quickly that at the moment nobody else has really reacted. And so Grace. Yes. You're next on the initiative tracker. Okay. Um. So, what happened? So, Ice was catapulted up over the wall. Um, he landed with uh, surprising grace and agility, and in one fell swoop, basically slapped the head jammer on rigor mortis and wrapped his arms around. And that's that's all that's happened so far, right? Yep. I mean, this is all happening in sort of a, a split second. Okay. Well, Grace is going to, like, watching this through a pair of binoculars, I think she's just going to try and scoop up, um, scoop him up. Ice, well, specifically. Uh, he's still being levitated by me. Oh, you still got him? Well, I haven't dropped concentration. Well, I mean... I'm just slower you, than you, or, I'm sorry. Where is the turn order? I, I'm not on the turn order, turn order. I'm at six below you. Oh, oh. I I mean, I it it doesn't change much of anything now, does it? Um. Veronica, you Cecile was at at. Uh, Pete at rolled six. a six for her initiative. Yeah. Can I see this guard here? Do I have line of sight? Can physical line of sight? There. Yes, you see that guard. He's in the guard tower. He's, he was just sort of sitting down, lounging back, smoking a cigarette, and his rifle had been set aside. Mm. 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 Okay, in that case, we are going to cast Levitate Force of Three on him and give him a spin. <laughs> All right, go for it. Ooh. Nice okay. roll. And I don't take any drain. Fucking thank God! All right, you grab him and lift him up and spin him around. Is that what I understood? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm right. just—he's—he's he's like his foot is going to start glowing and he's going to get jerked suddenly off of where he's uh, laid and he's going to get spun around like. Yeah. Imagine the guy leaning back in an office chair with his feet up on the desk and a cigarette in his hand, and you just grabbed his foot up off the desk and flung him around. Hold on, I need to roll my drain. I didn't because, uh, that's fine. All right, he gives a uh, surprised yelp ah! and tries to grab for something to hold on to, dropping the cigarette. 
Oh no. Um, <laughs> oh no, the cigarette. Rigor mortis. It's gonna start a forest fire. Goes next, and you don't, you can't see if Rigor mortis is doing anything. And then the guard goes, and his action is basically, um, he is surprised, and he is attempting to hold on to something to regain his balance, get his feet underneath the thing. So his his turn passes. Would roll his uh, body and strength to see if he resists the levitate. All right. How many? How many does he need to get to resist it? Uh, hold on, let me check the spell. It didn't apply to ice because ice wasn't resisting, presumably. He only rolled a one. Oh, so probably doesn't matter anyway. So this man has just been jerked up into the air, turned over on his head, and is currently oh. spinning around. Like yep, and he's yelling and desperately reaching around trying to grab a hold of something. <laughs> he's in this the garbage. This is the reason why people hate <laughs> he's <laughs> uh grace no. roll uh 66 for its force times two hmm? what the for the guard it's versus force times two uh so that's 66 yeah that's fine one hit wait one hit oh oh says that you need one net hit to levitate the item away. It doesn't say the same for an unwilling being, but presumably it's the same one. So, does that mean his turn was consumed by trying to not get fucking ripped up into the air by this strange force it, like grabbing at his feet? No, it's just a uh, opposed test to see if it works at all. Oh, so... It works. Okay. It works. So it's Paul. I just want to make sure we know the rules for the future. Well, we we resisted. I mean, we rolled resistance, and I don't. I mean, one hit. Who cares? <laughs> he cares. The oh, no. guard cares all a the, lot. All of the rules lawyers that listen eventually blame us. Uh, <laughs> That's why we disable comments. Yeah, exactly. So it is now my turn. I assume. It we is just pretend they don't Seal? Okay, important question. Because um because Ice has grappled uh, this man, Matthew, Vashon, um, is if I levitate Ice, is Vashon going to come with Ice? Yes, you you clearly uh, can tell that that is Ice's intent here. He has a firm grip on on Vashon. Okay. And the man is quite a bit smaller than ice, so you expect no difficulty for ice to be able to carry. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Um, in that case, I am just going to very naturally um, lift them back over and. Are you going to accelerate them at the same pace oh, that yeah, you accelerated absolutely. ice into them? All right. So ice is going to make one more quick test to make sure that he keeps the hold and he has five hits so he keeps a hold of uh, rigor mortis what was that last roll for grace that was spirit initiative it's initiative so did you summon the spirit it's been with us this entire time i guess i would roll it's an astral initiative 
but whatever. It's not doing What was it. its uh, what was its initiative thirteen? Yeah, I wouldn't have told it to do anything, yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Um can you guys you guys can see the turn tracker, right? Yes. Yes. Uh do you see the little cogwheel? Uh no. So that's only I can add those guys. You have the power, Paul. We Apparently cannot only democratize I have the power. Apparently. That's unfortunate. It'd be really nice if you could get a clerk to do this for you. Maybe if when the podcast takes off, we'll have enough money to uh, hire someone to do that. To do all the, like, the hard clerical work. Just sit next to me with a rules book and and make sure I stay on track. We, we hire, <laughs> hire a rules lawyer. <laughs> all right, so we import um, one from Germany. We import one for from Germany. Yeah. Cecile yanks ice up and over the wall. He's got a firm hold on Rigamurvis, who comes with him, and yells loudly as he goes over the wall. And uh, so, Boxer, you're seeing that. And so, I guess anybody who has another initiative pass, uh, ice has another initiative pass. Who I have two more. Initiative? You have two more? Okay. Yeah, and I'm still holding my action, I guess. So. And Boxer? No new people, so she's still just watching. Do you have another initiative pass too? Yeah, she does. Okay. She has another after that too. You're watching the guy get spun around, fall off his chair, lose his cigarette, and then all of a sudden, Ice and Rigamores come flying back out. And uh, those of you observing can see that Rigamortis is shocked, surprised, and just now really starting to sort of struggle against Ice, who picks him up physically and sits him down in the sidecar. And um, it looks like Rigor Mortis is trying to get back out of the sidecar, and Ice is pushing him back in and yelling at him. And finally, you see Rigor Mortis sort of, you see the uh, look of recognition on his face, and he just sits back down in, in, in utter shock. and. Ice jumps on the back of the motorcycle behind Dean there. Helmet's on! And then I speed away. Alright, make another pilot ground craft test for me, please. I'm not gonna edge this one. Alright, so tires squeal. You take off through the traffic.
The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. The music for the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast was written and performed by Trace Mineral. The Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons License 4.0, meaning you are welcome to use the material as long as you give us credit.